0: Welcome to Trotley Eggin, a podcast based at Witness Rugby Union Football Club and proudly sponsored by Boydell Sports. Right, before we kick on with uh, your under-21 spell at Witness, mate, uh, we'll just go back a little bit to your, your Great Britain tour and that. So, was that something you'd have to fundraise yourself for or was it funded from a third party or how did that work?
1: Yeah, so when we when we went to Australia for the World Cup, we did like a few fundraising events. And Funnily enough, the island team was based out of Witness, so we did a few things in Witness where we, a couple of race nights and things like that. Yeah. Um, parents who had businesses, they sponsored the kits and stuff like that, you know, and then my mum and my dad helped me out as well with a bit of like, you know, for me spends and, yeah. you know, so, so I could have a have a good crack while I was out there as well. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit, a bit of both, really. A bit of fundraising, a bit, and I was working as part time still as well, so yeah. you know, I, I had a little bit of money from that job as well.
0: Good stuff. So what were the highlights off the field over there, mate?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think to to be fair, the reason why we didn't do so well because there's probably more highlights off the field than on the field.
0: <laughs> we, I'm powerful, mate, it?
1: We we found a we found a bar on the first or second night called Birdie Num Nums in Brisbane. And, like, it it, it was just great. So pretty much every night we wanted to go back there. But, (laughs) you know, rugby and booze doesn't always mix well. So
0: I think... Especially in the heat.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, a few people burnt the candle at both ends a little bit too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. So off the back of that, you've been given an opportunity to witness and I think you pretty much seized it, did you? And you've kicked on from that training session.
1: Yeah, I mean, I permanently was playing winger at this point, and um, like I stitched Stuart Spruce took over as as the coach in the first year, and and, and Paul Woodward from the Wids as well. And um, I just started to kind of like find a bit of a groove, really. You know, I was kind of scoring quite regularly, you know, playing quite well, and uh, Stuart Spruce, again, another good fellow, one of my heroes growing up, and he just like treated me like an adult and you know he was he, he was he didn't say too much to you but he didn't have to say too much he kind of was like a very hands-off coach um. but he just laid out the team and you you followed his orders and it was simple as that really and like I say at that point I was starting to get a little bit more like confident in my own ability and I was playing with lads who'd come through like the likes of Wigan Academy and holding me own and I was playing against the likes Leeds Academy and Wigan Academy and I was doing okay. So it started to kind of like snowball a little bit from there and it started to kind of like I started to think, oh, maybe, maybe there is something in this rugby Milwaukee, you know, kind of thing. I'd never yeah. thought like I'd turn it into a career or anything like that. But I just thought, you know, you know, why not give this a good go? And you know, why not see if you can know, do one better and try and get to the first team? Because the other thing at that point is was um Stuart Spruce, had us training with the first team at that point quite a lot. We did a right. lot of scrimmaging with the first team, so you started to improve more because you're playing against the likes of Jules O'Neill in training, and like yeah, you know,
0: and, mad, and he was
1: that's... taking it seriously, and the likes of Gary Connolly, who've won Challenge Cups, and like you know, they're all running at your full pelt in training. So you know, if you're training with the likes of them, you're bound to pick up some good stuff, aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. How did that season go, and what happened on the back of that then, mate?
1: Yeah, so again, we we um we got to the grand final against Leeds and played them at Headingley, and we got beat by a much better Leeds team. They had the likes of they had the likes of um, Lee Smith playing, uh, Luke Gale, um, you know, really good quality young lads, um, and then after that, we um we kind of like. Stuart Spruce said that there was only a few players that were going to make it onto the first team then. Right. And um, so, um, so he um so he phoned he phoned up the lads who, who basically they were going to get offered a, a first team contract. That year, Widness had missed out on promotion. So they had a mix of like full-time players and part-time players, and some of them part-time players they wanted to bring them through from the academy. So there was the likes of me, Phil Wood. Um, a lad called Paul Alcock, uh, Martin Ainsco, we all got offered uh, like a, a contract with the first team. And again, like it, it did come out a little bit out of the blue, but I felt like I did deserve it as well because I've been playing well for the Academy. Yeah. And um and like funnily enough, Stuart Spruce had said to me that when Frank Endercott was uh first team coach of witness, the last one the last couple of games, he wanted me to go eighteenth man for for the for the first team in Super League. Now Witness had already been relegated at that point, but it was still I still kind of felt like, well, Stuart Spruce must think fondly of me, you know, to give me that opportunity. Yeah,
0: still back. massive, mate, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was like, so when the contract came around, I mean honestly I was I was I was jumping for joy because it was like kind of you know it it it, it 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 was unbelievable to get offered that you know when you when you're from Witness, you know, there's so many good lads that I played with who never got that opportunity because for one reason or another. And yeah. like, I just felt like, like I said, I was dead proud. My mum and dad were dead proud and stuff like that. And it just, you know, I felt like, you know, it was a deserved, but, you know, I was was kind of like a, a bit nervous and a bit apprehensive as well at the same time.
0: Yeah. So and was, was them negotiations pretty straightforward as well, mate?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. they, to be fair, I, I, whatever they would have offered me, I would have took it at the time. Yeah. And um, they, they offered us all the part-time lads the same co- annual contract and then we all got the same pay-as-you-play based on a, based on appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, it. like I say, um, th- I didn't have an agent or anything like that. I just kind of like, you know, went into it myself and took advice from my dad. And, and to be fair, like, when I signed, Terry O'Connor was the witness to me signing my contract and I had a quick word with him as well at the time and just said, you know, is this a reasonable kind of thing for someone like me? And he, he could have been bullshitting me or anything, but he said, yeah. you know, just, he said, take it with both hands. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ignore his advice, am I, kind of no, thing. No, like, no. Yeah.
0: And along with the money you're signing for a chance, aren't you? Yeah, that's yeah, a shot I mean, window, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's it. I what, I mean, yeah. like I said, if they'd have offered me anything, I would have took it. I just, I was just so made up to get the opportunity. That was all.
0: Yeah. All right, mate. So, what what follows that is there a big preseason? Did you just go away?
1: Yeah, and um, we didn't we didn't go away. There was a big preseason. Steve McCormack come in that year, and uh, yeah. we did a lot of training on Prescott Road and uh, places like that. And um, but the, the probably the worst thing for me was that I, cause I didn't know I was going to be signing a a contract with Witness, I kind of took an opportunity to go to Leeds Met and do my masters. In sports science, studying on the provision that you know I'd play for the uni team, and uh, yeah. you know, I you know, they, they wouldn't give me any money obviously because it was uni, but you know, there'd yeah. be a little bit of a scholarship in there, um, right. and they get, get me on the master's. So I'd signed up for all that, not thinking I was going to get an opportunity to witness, and then both things happened at the same time. So, what was tough was that I kind of had I lived in Leeds, but I, I was playing for witness, and the only year I've ever not lived in witness in my life. It was the year that I signed as a, <laughs> a as a pro at Witness. Uh, and looking back now, it's probably part of my downfall at Witness really is because I was trying to live the student life and trying to live the life of a rugby league professional. And it, it just did it, it just didn't mix, if you know what I mean. You know, traveling, yeah. doing all the traveling, going out at a midweek with your mates at uni and then get being expected to kind of like kind of you know being good condition to play and stuff like that. But initially when I first when when Steve McCormack first came in and preseason started, before I'd gone to Leeds, I had, you know, I'd had a really, really good preseason. I kind of I was I was getting I, was, like I say I was getting a bit more physical at that point. The weights were kind of like taking hold a bit, getting a bit stronger and stuff like that. And and Steve McCormack didn't really know anything about it or was at that point. But he said that, like after preseason he was kind of, like, really impressed with my progress. So I knew I kind of, like, stood a chance to maybe get an appearance or at least
0: one appearance. Yeah, and that's but, all you're yeah. after, mate, and A chance. And that was it, yeah. yeah. That was
1: all it. That was just what I just needed, wanted a chance, really. Yeah. Um. And, and like I say, there were so many good professionals in that team. At that point, there was Terry O'Connor, Barry McDermott, Mick Cassidy, you know, Mark yeah. Smith, Dave Peachy. There was, you know, there was... Absolutely loads of heads there who would like you know give you loads of good advice and stuff like that. But again, it was probably it was we going back to one of your earlier questions, it was probably one of the times in my career where I felt a little bit intimidated and because I'm playing with people who've played Great Britain and I've not really proved myself. And you know, like I say, I was quite quite a quiet lad at that point and all these Season professionals are really like noisy loads of banter and at first you, you kind of don't really know how to take it in, a, in yeah. an adult environment you know Teddy O'Connor's taking the mickey out of you or Barry's taking the mickey out of you and you don't, you don't know <laughs> what to say back then you, you know when, no, you, yeah. when you're a young winger like me you know, just, uh, <laughs> you know just keep quiet and like turn yeah. away
0: Right so when you say it was the start of your down Bob how, how long did you did you stay at witness for
1: yeah, I, so I only did the one season in the first team, and it was kind of mixed between play still playing in the twenty ones. I play, I did play for the first team, so like I say, I was made up at that. But I think I, I started the season really, really well, and I kind of like Steve McCormack was made up with the progress and that. But then I had a couple of had a couple of games where Steve Steve was trying to like kind of mix the team up a little bit and. He put in a couple of people and I got changed and I lost that little bit of continuity and I was always a better player the more I played kind of thing. I got more yeah. consistent the more I was playing. So if, if someone was like rotating a team and stuff like that, it didn't really suit me. Now I understood why he was doing it because he needed to kind of see everyone and see what they were capable of. But I kind of like got selected for teams and I always remember I played on a Wednesday night against Lee in the pouring rain. And I wasn't supposed to be playing, but Lucas Onyango pulled out late, and he phoned me up, and I was in Leeds, and he said, "Paul, will you come down?" And I was in Leeds that day, and I was playing against Lee. who were a good team at the time, yeah. And I was just, I just wasn't prepared mentally or physically that day, and I had an absolute shocker. And I mean, I felt like embarrassed. My mum was watching, and my auntie was watching. And honestly, I just wanted the the ground to open up and you know swallow me like kind of yeah. thing. And, but after that game, kind of like Steve kind of Steve McCormack had lost his I felt like he'd lost his confidence in me a little bit and his trust. And then my confidence started to go. And like I spent, I probably spent more time focusing on having a good time at Leeds Met and not focusing as much as I did on the wanted to on the rugby, which it sounds silly now when you kind of say it, because you know, you get the opportunity to play at witness, but we, I mean I had some really like kind of dark nights where you're thinking like, you know, you're not playing for the first team and you, you're what kind of like, you're in between and you know you can do better, but you can't quite find the form that you want to find. And it, it was a really difficult point in my rugby career. And like, you know, it's hard. I didn't really have like anyone within the club kind of like that supported
0: me well enough, really. Yeah no arm around, you know, I'll just listen and stick with it, I don't like that.
1: No, well, I mean, yeah. there, w- there was a couple of people, like, I like I always remember like Barry McDermott was always really, really kind to me and he, he always put his arm around me and stuff like that and you yeah. you wouldn't expect it from him really because he didn't really know me but he kind of like kept saying keep your chin up and stuff like that but I just kind of like, like I said, I, I couldn't get myself back in the team and then when I did play, I was always drafted in at short notice. So I was never right in the right mindset. The only yeah. time when I was given a bit of given a chance was we went up to Whitehaven and um we played on I played on the wing outside, McNanning. And I was like, I played really, really well. I set up a try and I scored a try. And I thought, you know what, this could be a turning point for me. It was getting later on in the season, but then I didn't get selected again after that. And I just uh, you know, I thought there's not really much else I can do now. I, I kind of yeah. like, I tried my best, and you know, I played well. And I, like I say, I think Steve had lost his trust in me, and it just, you know, once that had gone, it, I was kind of on a on a hide into nothing really.
0: Yeah. So was there no conversations about the plans for the season after?
1: Uh, no, not not no. really. I got, I, I got, uh, Steve came into called me into his office and. You know, later on in the season he said, I've seen you playing under 21s. And I said, he said, I think you're past that now. You know, you need to yeah. be playing adult rugby regularly. So there's a couple of loan opportunities. Um, Oldham have phoned us up. They need a fullback for the last four games of the season. Uh, do you want to go? And I said, Yeah, straight away, because I didn't I didn't know anything about Oldham. I didn't know anything about the coach, didn't know about how they were doing in the league. They're in witnesses league at the same time ta- at that time. Well, yeah. I knew they weren't doing too well, but I didn't know exactly how they were doing. I just said, yeah, because I, I just wanted to play. And I, yeah. I didn't want to play 21s anymore. And that's not because I thought it was too good. I just thought I'd had a taste of adult rugby. And, uh, you know, I wanted more of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I went and played the at the back end of the season at Oldham. And uh, the coach, Steve Deacon, was there. And I met him on a motorway on a Wednesday night or something like that. And he, he set out the, the terms. And basically, it was just... You'll still get paid by witness your contract, and we'll pay your appearances. The appearance fee was really good, so I said great. Um, yeah. And um, I played that's played that Saturday or Sunday. Played the last four games, and I, I played really, really well. And that was at the chat in the championship. So I kind of like I felt a bit like you know if only at witness, you know if have given you know yeah. if it have had that form of witness, you know where could I have gone. But the, probably what the biggest thing that changed then, and the thing that was most influential was Steve Deacon put me at fullback and yeah. it would just, it was just made more sense. And like I was saying before, I was, I was quick, but wingers in the championship were grease lightning and, yeah. or they were big six foot fast lads. And, you know, challenging for high balls on the wing and, you know, defensively, it just kind of like it, it fullback suited me a bit better because I could re- rely a little bit more on me now. Rather than be speed, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So the end of that season, mate, your contract expires, I presume.
1: Yeah, um, all expired. And like I say, I'd I'd gone i had gone unknown to Oldham. Oldham were kind of like struggling with money at that point, and they they hadn't really said anything to me. I got a call from Swinton and I met with um Paul Kid to discuss going to Swinton, that never really materialised. So I kind of like, I honestly I packed my bags with rugby and, and that was the end of it. And I, I'd organised to go travelling with um, Andy O in, later that year for three yeah. months in uh, Australia. So right. I, that was all booked. And then, Again, perfect timing. That's all booked. And Steve Deacon phones me up and says, listen, do you want to play next season for us? And I'm like, I wish you'd have, ph- I wish you'd have phoned me up two weeks ago kind of thing. You yeah. know, I've just booked a holiday for three months in Australia. Uh, and he said, he said, Don't, that doesn't matter. You know, play, play up until you go Australian and, and go there. I said, well, you know what? I need the money because I'm going travelling. So yeah, I said, yeah. sound, you know, what, what, what have you got to offer? Again, it was an okay contract and um, a pay as you play, not pay, but it was a contract with um, win bonuses on top. And I thought, you know what, I need to, I need the extra cash, yeah. I'll do a year with Oldham and, and and I'll do, I'll do it until I go traveling and and and, and go from there,
0: really. So, and I did it's that. Something, you, you're something you're something you've done by yourself again, yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, again, throughout the whole of like playing rugby league, I didn't, I didn't, um involve an agent or anything yeah. like that. I, I probably, I think, again, that's probably a bit naive. I, I think later in my career, an agent probably could have got me a move to a couple of clubs and maybe and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know what? It, it is what it is kind
0: of thing. Correct, mate, yeah. So what? So how, how many games did you play before Andy? Wished you away and showed you the highlight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it was probably about 10 or 15 games, but...
0: That's not I, a bad but, stint,
1: that, mate, is it? You no, know, it was all right. And I played every week. I played at fullback and and I was playing really, really well. You know, my form was really good. So because my form was good, like Steve Deacon was like, listen, when you get back from Australia, there's still a place for you there kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And if he, if he hadn't said that, I could still be in Australia now, if <laughs> you know what I mean? like kind of yeah. Like, yeah. it give me something to come back for and it give me a goal to come back for. I, I mean, I'm joking there. I probably wouldn't have done because I'm a bit of a... I like I like a home I, I was missing home as well. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a home bird, like but um but yeah we did the traveling, but I always had in the back of my mind I might be able to squeeze in the last couple of games with Oldham, which it didn't quite work out like that because um Oldham had made a lot of signings while I was traveling and they got right. themselves to the grand final um against Featherstone. Um and they had a set team. But yeah. I did I did go back training and I worked my way back to being 18th man for the grand final.
0: Yeah. And
1: I, to be fair, I really should have played because a lad called uh, Biden Ford was playing fullback and he he tweaked his hamstring the week before and he said he was fit to play and then he pulled out in the first five minutes of the game. Oh, so mate, we had man. to have a complete reshuffle. Um, and I was sat there at 18th man thinking, yeah, that should be on there now
0: really. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah well, he, no offence that I've had, he's probably thought more of himself than the team, money yeah. he? and he? could if he could probably go back, he'd probably change it, wouldn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you, don't,
0: yeah. you don't blame him because you don't... No, you know, it's it, a big it's chance. Not,
1: it is, yeah, and that's yeah. it. You know. you know, he probably yeah. thought, and he's, he probably knew in himself he wasn't fit to play, but he thought, I'll take the chance and see how it
0: goes. Ladies and gents, you've been listening to Trot the Egg In. A quick thank you to our sponsors from Bydell Sports... Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe and help grow our following.